technology that modern broadcasting entails. What I didn't love was the huge time pressure. I was away from home more than I'd ever been since I'd started having babies, and the sense that I was losing control of my house and its contents, i.e. my kids, was ominous. At the same time, our media habits had reached a scary kind of crescendo. It wasn't just the way the girls were becoming mere accessories of their own social networking profile, as if real life were simply a dress rehearsal, or, more accurately, a photo op. Or the next status update, or the fact that my son's domestic default mode was set to illegal download, and his homework, which he'd insisted he'd needed a quad-core gaming computer and high-speed broadband to complete, was getting lost in transmission. Although that was all part of it. Thinking back, I realized there was no one breaking point, no single epiphany or aha moment, but rather a series of such moments, scenes and stills I can scroll through in no particular order of importance, like a digital slideshow set to shuffle. The abiding image of the back of Bill's head, for example, as he sat enthroned before his PC in the region formerly known as the family room, or the soundtrack of the conversations we'd been having for the last year or so, the ones that began with me saying anything at all, have you done your homework? Are you still enrolled in high school? Can you please put down your weapon and press pause now? It's dinner time. And ended with him replying, Yeah, what? Maybe it was the evening the video clip playing on the corner of Sussie's desktop unexpectedly waved and called out gaily, Hi, Susan! It turned out to be a school friend streaming herself live on webcam via Skype. When my vital signs restabilized, I moved swiftly from simple fear to profound panic. What other visitors were logging on to her bedroom in real time, full color, and stereo sound while I slept? Annie generally hit the trends first and most furiously. Always precocious, she'd been the first in her school to launch into MySpace way back in year 10. Not content with her own profile, she'd speedily created one for Jesus Christ. Relationship status, it's complicated. And another for Rupert, our pug. Favorite movie, Men in Black. At 18, she was still binging on social networking, Facebook being her drug of choice, and was also prone to sudden-onset gaming benders. Most recently, it was the online multiplayer word game called Text Twist. I'd watch her shoulders tense as she stabbed the keys with the viciousness normally reserved for conversations about curfews. And when she started gaining on her goal to become the world's number one player, her jubilation had, for me, a disturbing edge. Watching her rapt, LCD-lit eyes, I couldn't help but think of Nero updating his status while Rome burned. My own patterns were getting a little weird, too. I never thought I'd be the kind of single mother who'd openly sleep with her iPhone. But, yeah, I told myself it was no different from reading a book in bed, which, if I hadn't been watching feature-length movies and shopping for underwear, might well have been true. In fact, if I didn't drag my laptop, a pair of speakers, my digital recorder, and a camera in, too, I sometimes felt a little lonely. I told myself I was just doing my job, but there were times I looked less like a journalist than some demented IT technician in a nightie. Good times. Good times.
However, it wasn't until I started surfing the net, replying to text messages, listening to podcasts, and, on one memorable occasion, doing a live radio interview, all the while otherwise engaged in the loo, that I admitted I had a problem. Was I using media to cringe, self-medicate, on the fast track to becoming a middle-aged Lindsay Lohan of the App Store? Was it time to check myself into rehab? There was other stuff that was bothering me, too. We were eating meals as a family less and less often. Never, if you want to get technical about it. The girls were either splurge-snacking or experimenting with weird diets. For days on end, I swear Sussy ate nothing but condiments. Bill, a.k.a. the serial killer, seemed to survive largely unshredded.